I want it to be you talking on the intro. I together. Yeah. Is it just me or has uh, has spring sprung? It hasn't. It hasn't. Okay, we we're putting off very different energy levels right mm-hmm. now. I am ten out of ten fun bucket. You are fuss parade. Stress bucket. Stress bucket. I didn't expect you to no, say stress. No, actually, I'm not stressed. Am I? I, I can't know. I'm you giving you all. You gave me the... whatever cold you had last week. Okay, listen. Let's. Can we just pack everything and up? I avoided you like. I avoided you hard. You did. And I'm I, maybe it's karma because I tested for COVID twice, zero COVID, and I was better in like four days. But I had one day where it felt like a no. microscopic ninja no. was crawling up the chimney of my throat. Jeremiah, that's so gross. Like, mm-hmm. like throat Santa Stop. was delivering I, packages. I freaking hate that illness a lot of times like lands in the throat. What's yeah, up with that? I don't know. Why can't we do something else? I don't know. I don't think I don't think we have much of a say so. Why in can't it? it be like an armpit disease? Uh, or like they have your arm, those. or like your armpits coughing. No, they have those. I guess it's just proof that it's all internal. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But uh, so I had one day of Santa throat, and I, once that day had passed. Santa or ninja? What's going on? Santa is a ninja. He goes by. He delivers presents that, to every house. That's a really solid point. In one day, without getting caught, okay. he is a ninja. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I got better, but you wouldn't touch me. You wouldn't look at me. You wouldn't even like. I had to sleep in I the yard. I nurtured you. Like the baby that you were. I I am a baby still, but I, I definitely needed intimacy with you that was rejected due to germies. So, and then uh, I still got sick. And then you still got sick. But I had to fly to Chicago for a day job thing. Yeah, I thought it would be like a chance for the germs to go away. Yeah. And they came back. They came They got back. me. <laughs> they, I think you got got before I even left. But it's really hard right now and has been for the last two years to be... Be regular people sick on an airplane, especially when it's the sniffles in a mask, because legitimately, babe, listen to me. Listen to me. We're talking like stop the river runs. This is so gross. Well, if anyone's eating, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Do, how many people do you think have flown and had COVID? Well, I was listening to a podcast with an epidemiologist and he was saying that being on an airplane is actually like one of the safer places to be because of the air filtration. What? Yeah, like the air filtration systems in the plane is like so good that it's like safer than being like obviously like at a brewery or whatever. That's what I hate about the plane though is the air quality. Because I feel like I'm trapped inside a bubble. I'm well, the also like I feel like you would get covid in the terminals. Mm. Especially in like the little co- the little airplane buses you have to get on, or, like the trains inside the airport, because yeah. we always fly out of Atlanta because that's where you know where we live, and it's one of the biggest airports in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking like I don't like the air quality because I just prefer natural air, and so the idea of just like a bunch of filtered air still feels fake to me. But I get that, that like they really take care of that, which is good. But another, you know, what I'm thinking of right now. I wish you would tell me. Station 11, the plane. Oh, my gosh. So, Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought about it the whole time. And when I was in Chicago, there was a huge portrait of the of the theater that's in episode that's one. in the first scene, yeah. Yeah. So I flew into Chicago, and the airport was O'Hare. 
was the one I went to, and it feels like it's from like the '90s. Like it's a little bit dinky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not all the outlets work. It's like a old, like I don't know how to describe it, but the blue they painted the walls with looks old. You know? Right. Like the shade of it does. Anyway, uh, as I was walking up and down the halls, I remember the speech that Clark gives where he's like, you don't know how lucky you are that you were here when it happened. And he's talking about the airport because everything you could ever need was at the airport. Yeah. And I think that's just I think it's a beautiful sentiment. And I I just remembered that because we both love that show. Well, and it was like they ended up creating a society from it. But but do you remember? Yeah, like the airport or I'm sorry, the airplane that like had one infected person on it. And she was like and they convinced them not to get off the airplane. Right. So they all just got sick and died in the airplane. Yeah. Also make believe just I feel like you should. You're, you're getting feel, yourself worked up over something imaginary, and I just wanted to— It definitely of, feels too real. It feels too real, especially given the time in saying. which the show came out, That's for sure. Saying. Okay, why don't you tell everyone what you're into right now? Wait, what? I'm, we're, why are we going all the way over there? Because this is what we're going to talk about. Oh, what are we about to talk about? I, I thought was, you were going to talk about the state of the I world. Wanted, first, I wanted to catch everybody up on my Chicago trip. You're bouncing all around the place. I'm trying to tell you, we well, got I know. time, babe. I know we do, but no, I'm not trying to wrap it up. I'm trying to talk about like what you, you said you were going to inform the masses. No, I was, the, I never the, said that. Of the state of the I world. I never said that. So this uh, is not really a Jeremiah Talks. This is Jeremiah gets you informed. That is not what's about, about to the world. So the, the thing in which Aaron is, is speaking mm-hmm. is uh, the thing for which Aaron is speaking is I have been sort of obsessed, borderline, like, uh, unhealthily so, mm-hmm. with the state of the world. Because I feel like everything right now, <clears throat> you know, it's such a weird dichotomy of spring is sprung. Like, little, at least in the South it has. I just got back from Chicago where there was no spring. Um, but the little pink trees, or the regular trees with pink flowers, what are those called? Uh, oh, shoot. Are they crepe myrtles? No. Are they uh, whimper snappers? No. no. Oh, are they oh, man. pink blossom, pinky, pinky blinders? Stop. Okay. Okay. I. You know what I'm talking about, I though. know, I they, know, and I can't is, think of the right word. As soon as those pop, I'm like, it's spring, baby. Yeah. I already got my flow nase. It's spring, baby. That's how you feel, yeah. <laughs> yes, hay fever is coming, and I'm prepared for it. But um, I have this weird push <clears throat> and pull because there's so many crazy things going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I have this thing where... As someone who is anxious, someone that has, like, worked on my mental health over the last two years a lot, I have this weird tendency to learn as much as humanly possible about what's going on in the world as a form of safety. What do you you think drives that? I think, so I'm an Enneagram 7. We are one of the more anxious of the numbers, apparently, which I didn't know. But, uh, so there's that. So... When there is anxiety, I'm also sevens are also fixers. So I think of what would make me not fear the world that's coming, and it would be learn as much as you can to prepare yourself. But the thing that I'm learning. But are you actually preparing yourself in that? Or you just are thinking you think that learning is going to prepare, but that's actually not what's happening. Does that make sense? Oh, I think that's exactly right. I think that there's a really good argument to be made against myself of this isn't doing you any good. It's actually making it worse. Yeah. Do you think you're just fueling your anxiety? 
I think I'm, I would say that I'm fueling my anxiety, but I would also say that, no, I think, so like we had some friends come visit us and they stayed with us and like, I could participate in any subject that came up at a pretty, pretty good extent, you know, like when something came up, like we literally ran the gamut of global warming, uh, the conflict in Russia. We talked about uh, the trucker strike in Canada. And I was like, I was pretty well versed in all of it, you know, because I listened to so many podcasts. And at the end of it, my friend was like, I mean, so what do you do? And it kind of like. Reminded me of like, oh, like this isn't this isn't for me to get better. This is for yeah. me to indulge in my pain. Yeah. Like it that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm like rolling around in the slop saying that like trying to take a bath. You know, that's what it feels like. Yeah. But I also think that there's this other answer, which is like the answer is not to just be totally oblivious to it, you know. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's right though. Do you think it depends on the person? I think it depends on the person. I think that over the the Trump-Biden election, and I want to also say this will never be a political podcast or anything. Like you, there are so many – like I recommend The Daily. I recommend Breaking Points. I recommend uh, The New York Times – or not uh, – that's The Daily. But uh, NPR Politics Hour. There's like a lot of really good ones. Uh, but I legitimately like – I feel like – it's something it's almost like there's entertainment in knowing like it's like you you learn so much about politics and all these other things it becomes its own form of entertainment like oh i don't need to watch hulu i'm listening to this npr podcast and like learning about the ukraine crisis or whatever and i think that it's just no bueno and then i wonder like oh why am i not writing any songs right now and it's cuz i'm filling my brain with this gar- like garbage yeah i would say that's the line <clears throat> is whenever is whenever you're not saving room for other stuff and it's taking up too much space. Yeah, I feel like it's taking up too much space in my life right now. Well, I think that's a warning sign. Yeah, and I think I think whenever our friends came to visit and we were talking and, like, a new subject would come up and I'd be like, well, here's all the things that I know about it and I'm the one doing, like, most of the talking. It's like, oh, this isn't, like, I'm not doing this for any other reason than, like, it is reflecting the anx- anx- like anxious scavenger hunt I go on every time. That's a good reflection because we had a conversation about that yesterday. Yeah. So, I, and I'm also like, I'm pursuing like producing and mixing songs right now. And that also makes me really anxious because it's like a new craft, yeah, you know? I know? And I give myself a break by like doing this thing I'm good at, which is just listening to podcasts. I know. You know? Well, so, you enjoy it. I also really Granted, enjoy it. I was going to say, like, I also like waking up to... You listening to it. Is that weird? No, I don't think that's weird at all. But it, the, uh, when the, when the Biden Trump election happened, I, like, I wanted to control it so much. Yeah. That I listened to everyone's perspective on it. And that's when it started because that was whenever I was really afraid because that was like pandemic was happening, was like beginning. You know, remember how like it felt like every day could have been the last day during Mm -hmm. that time. And now it feels like that again with the Russia thing to me. Yeah. And it feels that way with like, you know, uh, a lot of people think that the trucker crisis is going to migrate to America and like that'll be our thing now. You know, there's like all this stuff happening. And I think like, oh, I can outsmart it by knowing. And the thing is, is that like I can't. Yeah. So all we're going to have to do, we're going to pack up the van and we're just going to drive until we can't. That's mm-hmm. our only answer. Uh, van update. Van update. Let's go. 
So we have done uh, to 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 refresh. Our goal is to get the van through phase one before April. Actually, okay. before March. Okay. What is phase one? Phase one is can we live in it? And what it takes to live in it is uh, power, and it takes a bed, and a, other so other commodities would be a fridge. Eventually, we're going to get a sink. Eventually, we'll have cabinets, all that stuff. But touring is coming up, so we want to make sure that we can sleep in it and that we can charge our stuff and have power for the fan and the ceiling and all these other things. It needs to feel like a home. Otherwise, why are we doing it? Right. And this week, we have ordered the battery. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. So I just so happened to be skimming through the internet. I had my mind made up on the battery we were going to get from, like, day one because I'd watched, like... My whole trajectory of van lifing ended up uh, with this guy named Ankeny, Ankeny Van Builds. Ankeny Van Builds. So if you're like considering building a van, he is a great resource. He builds them and then he sells them. And he does a video with the Yeti Goal Zero. And it's the it's basically a lithium power generator that he rigs up in his van. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a van battery that can also like power your house essentially. So he is a really good resource. I, I've watched more videos of him than anyone else. And then the second most person I watch is Linnea and Aquila, which is it's this girl that <clears throat> flipped a van and now she lives in it full time and she like bow hunts and stuff. But they are really two great resources to get you started. And I knew that it wouldn't be something we looked forward to doing if it was going to be hot and miserable. So I knew that we needed to have a battery so we could have a fan. Yeah. And we also knew that we have to have a bed. And right before we put in the bed, I was watching the Ankeny van builds. And he just like, he's like, you just bolt it all in and you're good to go. But the way that happens, it takes up most of the van. Like most of your van is a bed. Yeah. And at the last second, we were like, what if we could like fold it up? Like what if we could put the bed up or like to give us more space? And... I was really bummed because we already basically built most of the bed frame in the wall. So, like, I couldn't go back on that. But I YouTubed Sprinter Van Foldaway Bed. And there was a guy on there. And COVID did such good work with the van life movement. But there's a guy on there that created legitimately a 20-minute step-by-step instruction on how to build exactly what we're talking about with our model van. He gives you the measurements. He gives you the like the wood to build everything. So once I got that in, I was like, I, I mean, there's nothing else to do. We just have to order the mattress and we order the battery, hook it up, and we're ready to tour. Yeah. And I think before like the big trips, we'll get a fridge and that kind of stuff. But I want to put stuff under the bed. Then that's where our like cat. I don't know. Like what do like you think? Cats? Like cab <laughs> cabinetry. <laughs> Stop. I just pictured no, you like, like putting up a bunch of cats in, under the bed to be like, well, this is, this is where these are going to go. These are my cats. Yeah. No, like cabinets. Yeah. we. I mean, I think that we can do cabinets under the bed until we have cabinets above the sink and stuff for Fine. sure. Fine. This is what I'm thinking. I'm afraid we're going to fall. You're afraid we're going to fall? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm afraid that just like a bed... Like, I know y'all built it really well, but I'm afraid with, like, no structure underneath it, it's like we're going to collapse in the middle of the night. Yeah. It, honestly, like, if 
if that thing falls. Oh, cool. So you're worried about that too? No, no. Let me finish my sentence. If that thing falls, something way worse has happened to us than we were sleeping. Because that thing is made of steel. But the wood comb <clears throat> thing, like, is that? Yeah, it is literally held up with two pieces of steel. How? Where all is this steel? Under there are four beams underneath the bed, that are hold that are mounted on to two steel beams on the sides. Because they just slid into that. Yeah, they're not nailed into that. They're not nailed into that. No, they're well. Two of them are to keep it from moving when you pull it out. Mm-hmm. But it is literally held up with four beams of steel. Yeah. I have, like, I mean, that thing ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? It feels like it could... I guess I'm afraid of it collapsing inward because, like, the because the sides. Does well, I'm that also going to put legs underneath those middle parts. That's what's painted out there. So it'll feel but more secure. But those secu- are just little wood legs. Yeah, but again, it's the rest of the bed is held up by steel. Yeah. So, like, the wood is just to kind of reinforce the shakiness of it because it's not going to break. Yeah. Because it's like there's like 10 screws of wood into metal. Like, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And I, maybe we just, like, bring a bunch of cushions to put underneath. Well, I I do think, well, no, we probably shouldn't let Noodle sleep under us in case we collapse. Why are you, why are you doubting my craftsmanship to such lengths? I'm not doubting your craftsmanship. I think I init- I always thought that whenever you said phase one put in a bed, that would mean that there would be stuff underneath it instead of just dead space. Well, I also think that there will be. That is 100% I know, but I thought happen. that was phase one. Well. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I mean, we, I mean, we are touring musicians. It's going to be like a lot of guitars and violins under there. So, like, there will be like that end of things, but also... Uh, there will be, um, my plan now is to build two boxes around the, um, wheel covers, uh-huh. the wheel base. Right. So, because initially when it was going to be a fixed bed, I was just like, oh, you're never going to see those anyway. Like why make them look good? But now we absolutely will see them because the bed is half as, half as long. Not if we put some shelving. Yeah. So we could put some shelving there. What are, Jay. What's up, E? What are the chances of... Before our first trip, we can put some type of shelving underneath. I would say 10 out of 10. Even if it was open box shelving, just like, I imagine almost like a bookshelf type situation. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, obviously we couldn't just do cubbies because then things are going to fling around. So you would actually need pull out. Yeah. I, I mean, do you I think th- there's a strong possibility of that or no? I think 10 out of 10 if you help me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like I I don't know what you're picturing, and I don't want to build shelving just because you're anxious about it, because I believe in the bed. But also, I want shelving. Yeah, it's not I, just for my anxiety. Like I like, I want like legitimate storage for because we're gonna have to find a place to keep our clothes and stuff. Yeah, of course, babe. Like I I 100 <laughs> like want you to have that thing, and we will have like, again, I'm our first few trips are like four days at a time. Like we're going, we're going to Mississippi in April. We're going to New York in the summer. Yeah. But both of those trips are going to be relatively short. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to, when we go to Alabama and back, literally we're going to be sleeping in it two days most. I know. Yeah. I know. I just, I want it for whenever we take it for a long time. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the goal. Like at some point we're going to be, we're going to be on the road for like two to three weeks at a time and we want to make it like, oh, it's 
it legitimately feels like we're driving around in an apartment. My favorite Instagram follow right now is Court and Nate. I don't, I don't know if they, if it's van, if they call themselves Van Life, but, or no, they do. I don't, I forget their Instagram handle, but, um, they just, they're less about. I'm sure they showed the building process of the van, but they're more of like the maintenance of having van life and what the realistic. Like, the reality of what it actually looks like to live out of your van. Yes. And I love that kind of stuff. Yes. I love the reality. I love it, too. And I also love the idea of, like, so I posted this. um, It's so funny. Social media is so gross. But I posted this video. I was watching The Office. And I posted this video of Dwight talking about shroot bucks. If you watch The Office, you know the part I'm talking about where Dwight is, like, describing the the financial value of a, of a shrewd buck and it's like one one hundredth of a cent and i just posted a thing and the caption was uh dwight shrewd coming up with the spotify business plan so silly but it has performed better than any social media post i've ever done and it, i see how people get like wrapped up in it because it was really cool to see those numbers go up so fast like it went up like four thousand views in like a second or something yeah and how is uh, that related? What do you mean? Because it made me wonder, like, what is, quote, content that I believe in? Because, like, I don't really believe in that. Like, I, I just thought that was, like, kind of a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would have even posted it. I only posted it to my stories. But my musician friend who thinks this way was like, hey, you would get a bunch of views if you posted that as a reel. And I was like, dude, no, I wouldn't. Whatever. And he was like, bet. And he was totally right. But uh, the thing that I think of if I were our fan, I would love to see us on the road in the van. You, yeah, me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I could follow the National or if I could follow Josh Ritter and him post updates from his van, songs from his van. Yeah, you think we're interesting now. Wait till we get in a van for 24 hours. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that that is really special. Yeah. You know, like, the... uh I think her name is Linnea. I think that's the woman, not the dog, of the van lifer that I watch. Uh, like, she does entire videos of, like, hey, I I had this one fridge, but I wanted to upgrade my fridge to one with a freezer. She does, like, a whole 20-minute video on it. Yeah. And, like, that kind of stuff is, like, really interesting. Maybe to me because I'm trying to become a van lifer, but it's really interesting, like, watching her, like— I like it. Yeah. I want to I want to have more of it. Yeah, same. Uh, speaking of van life, Noodles is going to—she smells like hot trash right now. Uh, maybe pot calling the kettle black because you came in and said, I smell like cheeseburgers. You announced it. Well, I can tell right now it's her that I'm smelling. and uh, But her in a tiny little van with her odor— Is going to be a lot. Yeah. It really is. But she's perfect. We also got to get her hair cut. She'd be looking nappy. I think that'll help. I think it'll help, too. But, you know— She's uh, she's the reason we got the van in the first place. So if you are yeah, if you're thinking of traveling with a dog, I can't. I will say, the the thing I'm probably the most proud of was the timing in which we got our van. What do you mean? Because did we buy it in September? We bought it in September, and like down to the minute in which I was checking the post. So similar to the battery, I was literally just just scrolling through the internet. And I saw the battery I wanted for 25% off this weekend only. And yeah. I followed that site enough to know, oh, this is not just a, it's the first time they've ever done this sale. Yeah. And it's 25% off and I got it. 
just like that, we've been looking for a van. We put four offers on vans for more money that had more mileage. And I was like, dude, it's just hard to get a van. This was like a terrible idea. And the post had been online for 30 seconds. There's a van in Florida under our budget, perfect amount of miles. It had 130,000 miles on it, but it's diesel. So that is like nothing for a diesel. And I bought it without ever seeing it. Like it had a Carfax. So I was like responsible in that way. But I'm still signed up for those van updates. Mm -hmm. And the price of a used van has gone up so much. Like in the time in which we got our van. Yeah. Like I got an update for the same model, but a 2006, we have 2007, with twice as many miles for almost twice as much money as we paid. Yeah. Like so different. What happened? I don't know. But we got a van. It was an electric. We, we didn't even talk about the update of the world. Remember, we were going to do that. Well, yeah, because I, I don't, I, I don't want to talk about. No, I know. I don't want to talk about stuff if it's going to lead me to like having a take. I know. Because I don't want to have <laughs> takes on stuff. You know, um, I really just want to. Uh, I just talk about like the fact that I'm like upset. Like I need a break from knowing everything. I know. I was just thinking about um, like van used cars going up in price. Yeah. And it made me think of that. Sorry. Like inflation, another thing I'm obsessed about. Like all these things that like don't really benefit me other than just I'm I know a lot about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're so sick. Sorry. You're so sick. Yeah. Actually I'm not sorry. You gave it to me. Yeah. Uh what what do you need? Do you need to go ahead and jump over to Patreon? Is that what you need? Probably. Okay, I can tell. Um, I'm trying my best. I can tell you're trying. Uh, like, I'm talking a lot in this episode. Like, I look at the at the blobs I in, know. The, in the session. I'm trying my best, y'all. Sorry. You want to end this episode? Are we going to say what we're into? Let's go ahead. Yeah, why don't, why don't we end with saying something that you're super into right now? Uh, you're acting surprised that I asked when it was your idea. <laughs> I know, that is funny. Um, I'm trying to think of... Something I've been like using a lot this week. I had I, I was thinking I thought about it the other day and was like, oh, the podcast. Um, are you menstrual? <laughs> the what? A podcast. Okay, it's, it's called, called Are You Menstrual? Are you menstrual? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm very excited yeah. to hear about this. No, I mean it's it's like a dietitian and a nutritional therapy practitioner diving into women's health hormones and stuff. Yeah. And so I I'm just like I listened to a couple of specific. Uh, episodes to like just reinforce the knowledge that I had for my clients and then I got so into it that I went I started at the very beginning and I'm like five in oh wow I think you and I talk about uh menstruating more than most couples I think that it should be talked about more and I think that we're, now, I think we're acting living that out we're doing it pretty well yeah I I don't really get embarrassed anymore whenever I like talk about my period in front of like a guy friend yeah because i'm just like it this is a part of if you've had a woman in your life you need to know (laughs) but also it's recognized as like the fifth vital sign for women yeah and And i I think think that's really important and i think we should be educated on it more and so anyways i love that podcast i used to when i was in high school i used to carry my doll in my backpack to give to like because i was were you just trying to get friend zoned like what (laughs) No, I got friends on all the time. All my friends were girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, like, that's uh, weird. I don't super support that, but at the same time, I do. 
Well, like it, it was just, I don't know how I ended up with them, but I would legitimately like have that, you know? Um, yeah, it's weird. I've, I've ne- it's never grossed me out or anything. Cause like a lot of dudes will legitimately leave the room. Like it's like too much for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah. You've been cool with it. Yeah. I, and I also like the more you learn, the more interesting it is to me. Like when you taught me like about birth control and how bad birth control is for you. Well, I don't, that was don't so- say that. Don't say that. Oh, why not? Um, because it's good for some, it can be good at some time. I don't think it's all bad. Uh, I just do you think, want me to edit this out? I don't want to. No, it's okay. I, okay. I, I'm fine with correcting you in real time if you don't mind. No, no, I don't mind. I don't. I don't want you to think you that. You told I, me that if you take birth control, you're the worst kind of person. Is that what, what we decided? Oh my gosh, <laughs> so that is kidding. not what I'm I think kidding. at all. Just kidding. No, I'm just. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of consequences that come from long-term use of birth control and I, but I also think it's it can be the only answer at times so I think there's a time and place for it also I celebrate it because it it gave women a lot of freedom yeah which I think is really powerful there's just it just can cause some some long-term long-term health issues that are a struggle so I don't I'm not I'm not blatantly against it, though. I don't want you to say that. No, no, I don't. I, I, I would say I do have a bias against it, but I, but I hold, but I try to stay open. Okay, Does that I love sense? that. I love that correction. Did I clarify I love, that well? You clarified it so well. I love that you let me be your instructional guinea pig for this. Well, you were just like saying this weird claim that I had, and I'm like a NTP now. I have to be respectful. But like you have a tattoo that says "Down with Birth Control." I don't know, no, like don't. how I'm supposed to take that. You know what I mean? Uh, the thing that I am super into that's weird, babe. is uh, there's a podcast called Music Production Talks Yeah, with Chris Jacoby and J.P. Ruggieri. Oh. It, yeah. And uh, it is two guys that I've met like very shortly in the past. But uh, Chris Jacoby is a producer. He's produced like Penny and Sparrow, Rivoli, like these artists that we that we really love. And uh, he's just a great producer, great mixer, whatever. And J.P. Ruggieri is a singer-songwriter that I played with on one of my first tours ever in Pennsylvania. I played with him outside of Philadelphia. I played with him. Uh, It was one of those really weird, I can't believe I got put on a bill with this guy, and I like him so much. But I've kept up with both of them. I'm I'm still huge fans of theirs. And they have a podcast where they literally, there's one episode where they talk about microphones. There's one episode where they talk about reverb. And this new episode, they go through the first song from the the singer-songwriter Feist, her album Metals, which we have on vinyl. It's like, I love that you album. You gave me that. Yeah, I love that album so much. But that's they, the one, two, three, four? Yep. That's, it's not that album, but that's, that's Feist. Whoops. Um, it's, so after that, the one, two, three, four album, Reminder, she quit music because she was like so burnt out because that, that record was a hit. Like one, two, three, four was in an Apple commercial. And that was when Apple commercials were like defining musicians and she got super burnt out and she quit. Yeah. And then, and I know that because they talked about it on the podcast, Mm. but anyway, uh, it's a really great, if you're producer album, uh, I can't remember. They, they say it, but I can't remember. Um, but they they go through the song and they talk about like production choices, uh, how they did this vocal, how they did that guitar part. It's just really great to hear like very professional, great talented musicians and producers like talking about their craft in a podcast form. So I missed that. Who? Which one of them worked on her album? Neither one of them. So then, how do they? They just know. Like I can talk a lot about Paul Simon records. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? Just because I know. That's interesting. Yeah, like if you want, if I I could do my whole, I could do my own podcast on the making of the self-titled Blink One Eighty Two album. No, yeah, for sure. I yeah, I I thought I missed what you said. No, uh, I I just I really like that podcast and as i'm like diving deeper into like producing our music and mixing our own music and that kind of stuff it's a really great i just love the podcast format i love that we live in a time where you can listen to as many great conversations as you want at your own time yeah and i hadn't found the music production one that i wanted and this is definitely it so if you're into music production highly recommend Tight. Tight. Okay. I love you. Hope you feel better. Thanks, Mario. See you soon. Cheers.